so powerful. He was in Australia teaching, and it was so powerful. And we've kind of really gotten away, I think, with, from this part of our teaching, and so I'm going to share what he shared. You know, we've, you've been learning about the Holy Spirit and what the works of the Spirit do, and that is so important. And he taught on that. He was teaching on the Holy Spirit. He said, but the one part that the two parts that the body of Christ have missed out on, the Bible says to go out and proclaim the gospel. Right, let's turn to Mark first. Mark, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. You know what we're doing today. I have a sermon here, but if you want to change it at any point, that's perfectly fine. You know what, wants, what needs to be said. The fast is over for, for those that um, hang on, I've got to get to the get over here. And what was to be done in that fast? In the name of Jesus, I believed it was done and taken care of. Amen? Let's look at Mark chapter 16. And it said in verse 14, And after he appeared to the eleven apostles themselves, as they reclined at table, and he reproved and repro reproached them, for their unbelief, their lack of faith, and their hardness of heart, because they had refused to believe those who had seen him and looked at him atten attentively after he had risen from the dead. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach, publish, open the good news of the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. He who believes who adheres to and trusts and relies on the gospel in him whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust in and rely on the gospel in him whom it sets forth will be condemned. And these attesting signs will accomplish them who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So then Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and he sat down on the right hand of God and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by the attesting signs and miracles that closely accompanied it. Praise God. Did I already pray over myself? I believe I did. Yes or no? Good. Genesis chapter 1. That's right. I asked him if he wanted to change the sermon. I don't like to say that, but sometimes you have to. Is this heater behind me on? Okay. In the beginning, this is what he shared. He shared how the Holy Spirit brooded over the earth. And it talks about this and how he had to wait before he could do anything. God had to speak 
the word had to be spoken. And so let's look at this. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth. Uh, another, another says he brooded over it. And I don't know if anybody's ever gone to the La Brea Tar Pits. Anybody? Terry, remember what it looked like? The bubbling and the dinosaurs that were there? I mean, that was my favorite place to go when I was a kid because I, we had a family of scientists, and I found that so interesting that every now and then a dinosaur bone would pop up out of that bubbling tar. I mean, I just, I would sit there, and I don't know if it's still bubbling, I mean, coming out of the tar, but, you know, we're talking 70, we're talking 60-something years ago, and I found it amazing. So we see that the earth at that time was form, without form, and empty waste and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep and the Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. He was just waiting. We don't know how many years. It could have been a million years. We have no idea. He was waiting. Satan had already been cast out of heaven to the nations, which we know is the pre-Adamic race. They weren't humans, but there is proof that there were dinosaurs and there were a certain form of whatever on the earth, but they were not humans. Okay, and that's a teaching in itself that pastor's done. And I've shared with you how when I got saved, that, because of my upbringing, that was an area that I had to put on the shelf and say, God, I know that there were things before people were here. I, you know, I didn't know that much about it, but thank God when we went to Ramah, one of our professors, Bob Yandian, taught on the pre-Adamic race. And I thank God for it because it brought everything into total completion for me to understand. And so here we see the Holy Spirit's brooding. He's waiting for the word of God to be spoken. He's waiting. And then God said, let's see this, let there be light. There was light. And so... What Reinhardt talked about, we are so into prayer and we are so in the word, but we need to be speaking forth the word. Not just praying the word, but speaking forth the word. And so as we learn this and we go back, You've, got, you've been learning this in class. The word has to be spoken forth for something to happen. Praying is one thing, but speaking the word. And if you're praying and speaking the word, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. And we're to go out and bring forth those that are lost. And time is short, church. Time is very, very short. So I got all excited as I was hearing this. And so... Yesterday morning, I don't know what time it was, I felt very impressed to call Michelle on the phone and she texted me 
and said, I can't talk now, I'm boarding. In my spirit, I knew I was to pray for her. And so I texted her back and said, I'm praying for your flight. I'm praying for you. When she got to the airport, she's probably talked to some of you. They had to move everybody downstairs because there was a group upstairs that were, um, what did you, how did she call it? Protesting against authority. In other words, they wanted to be rebellious. Well, that's got to stop in our nation. And we, with our prayer and our word out of our mouth, will cause it to stop. Well, then last night, Pastor could not get my sermon out of the computer again. And I'm in the bathroom, and he's having trouble, and I'm sitting here thinking, command it to come out. So I just said, I command this sermon to come out of the printer now in Jesus' name. And what happened? It started coming out. I could hear the, I could hear the printer. Church, we have missed that area that our authority that we have in the word of God in Jesus Christ that has been placed upon us and in us. Thank God. We have the authority. All the authority that he had, we have. To the point where he said, greater things than me shall you do. And so it's not time to retire. It's time to refire. Amen? It's time to go forth, invite people with authority. And before you go, command them to come. Start talking to those at work when you get a chance. I know it's impossible sometimes. Use me. Okay, my sermon this morning is on confidence. Or God's sermon this morning. And so, your nugget, the harvest of your future is hidden in your choices of today. I know I don't do them like Pastor does, but that's okay. The harvest of your future is hidden in your choices of today. So think about that. What you're going to harvest in the future is hidden in your choices of today. So it's time to get to putting forth goals and visions and speaking them into existence you know jesus all he had to say to the water was peace be still peace be still how simple a three-year-old can say peace be still i remember years ago uh, matt was very fortunate in when we were at rama to sit under buddy um willie george and there were 500 children in the Sunday school class, or children's church, I guess, and very few helpers. He had total control in the spirit realm over every one of those children. And if they didn't behave themselves, they got a spanking. And it was hilarious. The first Sunday we went, Matt came out. He loved it, but he said, they spank people here. Good. Good. If you don't behave, then you're going to get a whipping, aren't you? But he never did. 
And I've shared how when we moved to um, Oxnard, he was, Willie George was down there doing a seminar and we went in and out of 500 kids, he recognized Matt and said, you were, you were, very, you were, a, you were a good kid, you know, and recognized him. So cast not away your confident, confidence. So let's go to Hebrews 10, 32. And I had a little paper up here. I had a little paper. Here it is. We need to realize that everything you have hung your hat on, everything you have believed in, everything you have absolute assurance about is either under attack or it is going to come under attack real soon. We are going to have to get a backbone and stand on the word of God like never before. And so, confidence. Has anybody got, well, can anybody look that up and read it to me on your, I'm going to laugh. I'm not even going to tell you what I did. Just hang with me today, okay? Hebrews 10.32. But call to remember the form and days in which after you were illuminated, you ye endured a great fight of afflictions. Am I in the right spot? Did we lose it? Okay, 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. Did anybody find... Confidence for me. Pardon? In Webster's is fine. Amen. Now what I have, and it's going to be real short. Thanks, Arlene. I appreciate that. 
a feeling or belief that you can do something well and success and succeed. The feeling that something will happen or something is true. So we cannot, I put confusion at the top, I don't know why. So we need to realize that we cannot let our confidence in anything go. The devil wants to play with our mind and say it's never going to happen. The, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, what is fear? What does fear have to draw on? The past. He has to pull up the past, dangle it in front of you, tell you there's no hope, make it look impossible. Jesus said, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Say that with me. I have a sound mind. Say it again like you believe it. I have a sound mind because I have the mind of Christ. Let's say that. Because I have the mind of Christ. And you, need, you can't cast that confidence away. We are living in the days when you had better know what is right or what is wrong. See what the Bible says and come into agreement with it. There was a day when most all division was outside the ranks of the church. But today, we have not only theological falsehood, we also have philosophical falsehoods. These concepts are unbelievable, dangerous. They will cripple believers in the body of Christ if they are not dealt with. And this body, in the name of Jesus, is a strong body full of the word of God, full of the love of God. And God has put us together as a family to help one another, be strong for one another, pray for one another, and speak the word over one another. God is faithful. The truths of the word of God that have stood the test of time are now being denied, rebuked, renounced by prominent ministers across this nation of ours. Unsuspecting Christians are falling for the twisting of the word of God and it has eroded their confidence and has shattered their faith. And one of them, I'm just going to be very honest and blunt, is the grace message. I may as well tell you, and I'll put it out there, the grace message. Many have fallen for it, and many will go to hell because of it. Okay? Yes, there is grace. But you just can't go out and do whatever you want and expect for everything to be fine. That's not what the Word of God says. There are people of God, and I'm telling you, ministers that, we, we used to listen to. And I asked, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be blunt here because we may as well, we're family. I asked, how in the world have these things happened? And it's, I'm not going to say anything that is no secret. I think it's the book, The Midas Touch, that Brother Hagen wrote. He called some ministers into his office before he died, and he says, I'm going to be honest with you. You've got to straighten some areas out. I've written a book, 
you're going to know that you're in it and you need to change some things. Well, they got angry and rebellious and didn't change. You cannot call Brother Hagen the father of faith if you do not agree with him when he brings the word to you. You know, to me, if, if you believe that someone is your, the person that brought you in and is your leader and have for all these years and they come and they, and they talk to you about something, listen up, go to the word, check it out. Okay, so that's how this grace message came. And I'm not going to call out names, but a person came from another country, started teaching it, and people got sucked into it. Okay. That's our job as pastors to help you so you won't get sucked into things. And I'm, I am the one usually that gets to share that, and I do not mind. So let's move on. There are people of God who have been strong in faith beginning to weaken they hear so-and-so say this and heard it by someone else, then it must be true. Let's look at Matthew 24, 24. Just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true. If it does not hold up with the word of God, I'm not teaching it and I'm not believing it. Run, flee. Flee from it. From You know, the Bible says flee from just the appearance of evil. Okay, Matthew 4, what was it? 24, 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Wherefore, behold, I have told you, therefore, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. There will be many, and there are many in this hour that are arising and doing things that are not of God. Go to a foreign country and see what happens. I pray for the missionaries. We need to really pray for our missionaries because there is so much out there that tries to come against, especially those that operate in the gifts of healing and miracles, but they know whom they, whom they have believed and are persuaded. They're persuaded that nothing can take them out of the hands of God, so they go forth and continue going forth no matter what. God cannot kill you unless you allow him to. Amen? They better... Find out what the Word of God says. Remember Acts 17, 11. Let's turn there. You go, I've heard all this. That's good. We need to hear it again. 
for months I have been listening. First I went through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts, and I've been in the epistles for months. And I will tell you, it's in, real interesting to me. Paul says the same thing, the same thing over and over and over and over again in the epistles. Stay close to God. Do not separate yourselves. Hang in there. Do not let anybody steal, I'm paraphrasing this, what you have. Acts 17, 11. It's okay to, um, you know, when I first got saved, I, I was so in love with Jesus, still am, but I wasn't going to hell for anybody. <laughs> I had a, once I learned about, I didn't used to believe about hell. You know, when my kids were little, I think I've shared this before, so I could get rid of them on Sunday morning and sleep in. I'd send them on the bus to a certain denomination that just taught on salvation. And they came back one morning telling me that there was a hell. That was the last time they ever went because I didn't want to hear about hell and I didn't believe it. So, you know, if you want to close your ears and think there isn't hell, Jesus talked about hell all the time. <laughs> That's one word you can say because it's in the Bible. <laughs> Don't run around saying it, but, you know. All right. There were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Readiness. I'm ready, Lord. I am ready to receive more of your word. Keep giving it to me. Love it, want it, desire it. If you have stopped desiring and hungering for the word of God, there's something wrong. And search the scriptures daily where those things were so. Thank God. Excuse me. It's getting warm in here. Hebrews 13, 9. Don't cast away your confidence. Because it brings great reward. How many want re how many want everything you can have from God here on this earth while you're here? If it's in the word, it's yours. I got rid of my nails. Well, I took off my nails. And so it was real weird after wearing them for 20-something years. And so it's a little harder to turn the Bible pages. Trust me, they're coming back on. Um, Hebrews 13, 9. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them after have been occupied therein. 
Do not be carried away by different and varied and alien teachings, for it is good for the heart to be established and enabled and strengthened by means of grace, God's favor, and spiritual blessings. That's what grace is. God's favor and spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. And not to be devoted to foods, rules, and diet, and whatever meals, which bring no spiritual benefit or profit to those who observe them. Let people eat what they want. Let God tell them what to eat. Be not carried with divers and strange doctrines. Religious emotion is a very different thing from spiritual endowment. Spiritual life enriches religious emotion, brings forth impoverishment. Pastors must stand on the word of God, preach the word of God, regardless of whom it affects, regardless of who it rubs wrong, the, wrong, the wrong way, and renounce and call forth the error of the lot of things that is being done today in the name of religion and intolerance. Let's turn to 2 Timothy 3.16. I thought someone was waving at me back there. Okay. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience, and for training in righteousness and holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is a promise for you. Fully equipped for every good work. You know, if someone tries to get you to do something, that the, your conscience, the, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, say no. God will protect you if you say no. That's a promise. We are seeing in our day the groundwork being laid for the coming of the one world church. It's being done right now. Things you can watch for is when people in religious circles stop talking about the Lordship of Jesus Christ and start talking about God. Example, God and Allah. Jesus is not God. He's not, he's, he's the son of God. He's not God. He is the, the Elohim in Genesis 1 are the three, the spirit, 
the soul, the and the spirit soul, the father, son, and the spirit. It's like an egg. There's three parts, but it's an egg. And people are, I don't know where they're getting stuff, but I tried to watch Christian TV and there's some I just couldn't do. We are seen in our groundwork being laid for the coming. Um, Luke one twenty eight. I just said that. Sorry about that. I love my glasses, but they put the line in the wrong place. <laughs> Y'all can laugh. This is a good sermon. It's not jumping on you. To me, these are promises to us that there is nothing limited to us. You know, the closer we come to the coming of the Lord, the more the Holy Spirit the signs and wonders shall be poured out, but the more the enemy will have his signs and wonders also. That's why you have got to know what the Word of God says. You have to be so on fire for the Word, so on fire for God. Coming in here this morning, all I could do was sit and cry. It felt so good to be in the house of the Lord. I have never... Um, been out of the house of the Lord like that and it's it was horrible I missed you all tremendously it was like I, I felt like I was a fish out of water or something <clears throat> Luke 128 I'm getting there came in. Well, we'll read it anyway. And the angel came in unto her and he said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast favor found, you have found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom shall be no end. And then the Mary, and you know, Mary said, how can this be? And God goes on to answer her. How she was, how the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus. And then we know she goes to her aunt, her cousin, Elizabeth, and when she gets to her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth, who had been barren for years, is now pregnant 
with John the Baptist, and the baby full of the Holy Ghost leaped within her, literally leaped within her, and out of her mouth she began to share about Mary carrying, who what Mary was carrying, the Son of God. How powerful. I want you to think about how powerful the, the Spirit of God is that we have in us, with us, teaching us, guiding us, showing us what to say. All we have to do is follow the Word, follow the Holy Spirit, and pray the Word. Don't lose your confidence, no matter what it looks like. Trust me. Day and night we need to meditate. God tells us to throw away, God tells us not to throw away our confidence. Keep our eyes on Jesus. John 14, 6. I have no idea why that other scripture was in there, but God does. <clears throat> Might have been a slip on the It might have been a slip on the, nope, it wasn't a slip on the keyboard, okay. So the typist was perfect. It was my notes, my, myself, 14.6. I'll take blame. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. God tells us what on earth? Hang on a minute. God tells us not to throw away our confidence. Keep your eyes on Jesus because he is the what? Way, the truth, and the life. Keep your eye on the word. You know, there are times when the enemy will try to confuse you. The best thing to speak back at him, I'm not going to listen to this. A double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. And then speak forth the word of God. Go to the scripture. Find the scripture on what you need. Decide. I'm walking out of this circumstance and situation. And then put everything you have into the trust of God. Put all your confidence on God. He will never fail you. He is not a man that he can lie. God can't lie. In Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stand. Well, let's turn there. I know we speak, we teach this a lot, but we need it. We cannot run around with the ungodly. Because you know what happens? You get vexed. And when you get vexed, you don't even realize it. Lot did not even realize that he was vexed. <clears throat> Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
<clears throat> and he shall be like a tree planted. Say that with me. Planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This is something that you should speak over yourself and your family every day. Whatsoever I do shall prosper in Jesus. Don't see, don't see any situation in your life not prospering, not going forward. The one thing Paul said is, I refuse to look back. I refuse to get tangled up in that old mess. But I press on. I strain on to the mark of high calling. Sometimes when you're pressing on, it feels like this thing is trying, like a magnet is trying to yank you back and get you to believe the lie the devil has to say. He doesn't have that power over us unless we give it to him. It doesn't matter what it looks like. God's word is true. It's true. God's word is life. It's light. His word brings forth light. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I speak this over every one of us. Arise, shine, for the light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen on us. Literally risen on us. He's always constantly drawing us upward. Amen? In Joshua 1.8, it says that he said I will that we are to meditate day and night and then we shall make our way prosperous and we will have good success good success there's some words here that I've spoken good success you need to speak that over yourself daily the word of God says in Joshua 1 8 as I meditate on the word of God I will have good success in your jobs, in your home, in your marriage, whatever. God wants you to have good success and it will come through meditating in the Word of God and speaking forth the Word of God. Hallelujah. Third John 2, results of a renewed mind. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. And he said, he said I'll paraphrase this, I, there's no greater joy for me than to hear that, my, that you children are prospering in the word, that you're in the word and the word is causing you to prosper. Thank God. The word will cause you, it will thrust you out as you speak it forth and meditate. And caused you to prosper. I don't know about you, but that's exciting to me. Okay. Results of a renewed mind is material prosperity, bodily healing, 
and health, soul salvation. How do you keep from casting away your confidence? Hebrews 10.32. You know, you can cry, whine, complain, whatever, but that does not get the attention of God. The thing that gets the attention of God is the word of God. And that's how the system was set up. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but this is how the heavenly system is set up is to is the on the word and the word only. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it's the word. Psalms 107, 19, and 20. They cried unto the Lord, Lord, and he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all destruction. They had to cry the word and be delivered from all destruction. God says all, and when he means all, he means all. Yes, the battle's out there. There will always be battles out there because the devil does not like you. How many know that? You're not his friend, but the greater one indwells you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Think about these things. Hebrews 10.32 Become a walking... Bible. <laughs> the more Bible you learn and meditate on and learn and can quote, the further along you will be in the things of God. Every, every one of us in this room has a situation that they're dealing with. It might be different, but the word of God has already paid for every circumstance and situation that you will go through. And the word of God is there for us to take of and receive and use. You know, if, you, if someone gave you a million dollars is really nothing nowadays. Twenty million dollars and you didn't go check it out of the, take it out. You just left it sitting there. I'll tell you, I don't remember what it is, but after a few years, the government gets a hold of it. You know, they have a right to come in and take it. And so you would be crazy not to use it. Well, that's how the word is. The word is, the word is there waiting for us to use, to speak forth and see it multiply and go forth and move mountains. He said, if you... Speak to this mountain, be thou removed, it shall be thou removed. Okay, Hebrews 10, 32. But call to remembrance 
the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Wait a minute, I want to get to it over here. I'm going to read it on the outside. But be ever mindful of the days gone by in which after you were first spiritually enlightened, you endured a great and painful struggle. Sometimes being yourselves a gazing stock publicly exposed to insults and abuse and distresses and sometimes claiming fellowship and making common cause with others who were so treated. But you did sympathize and suffer along with those who were imprisoned. And you being, and you bore cheerfully the plundering of your belongings after the con, 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 I can't even read this word. Anyway, of your property in the knowledge and consciousness that you yourself had a better and lasting possession. Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. Don't fling it away. You know, we saw boulders and, I mean, sad things that take place. It says here in 36, For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. He says, enjoy to the full what is promised. Are you enjoying to the full what is promised? I don't think anybody, any of us have gotten there. Keep striving because it's there. How many have ever played darts? <clears throat> you know, dart boards, unfortunately, are usually in bars. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, putting a handful of darts and, <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you've played darts, you want to get it in the middle. And you really have to get your eye on it and see this dart going into that middle circle. Well, that's how it is with the word of God. When you speak forth the word, you see it going to the place that it's called to go to and whether it's to bring it forth to you or to cause this thing to stop, you have all power given unto you by God Almighty in the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. That is, you know, we are going to this year rise up, rise up higher and higher and higher in the things of the Spirit, in the things of the Word, and you're going to start seeing, not start seeing, but you will see things that you've believed for for years take place as you confess the Word of God, as you get it in your heart and your spirit, in your mind, for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Rivers, not just a little stream, but rivers 
of living water, and it will bring forth great and mighty blessings to not only yourself, but to those around you. We are called to be a blessing, and we can only do that through Jesus Christ, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and of course, the Son is the Word. So get ready. How you keep from casting away your confidence? Recall the former days in which you were illuminated and endured great struggles with suffering. The emphasis has to be you endured a great struggle. Endured. You endured it and you made it through. You made it through. You can't see yourself stuck in a place. How many have ever watched in the old cowboys when someone would get in quicksand? They were stuck. And the more they moved, the more they went down. I mean, that, I don't like, I don't, because my brother used to lock me in the closet. Um, I don't like tight places. Well, you're not locked up. You're free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You're free, but you've got to see yourself free. The word says you're free. I'm free. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free indeed. If you have to make up a song and sing it, sing it. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I thank you, God, I'm free. I'm casting all this crud that's trying to get on me off and pre pressing toward the mark of high calling. Glory to God. There is nothing wrong to recall the former days if you will think back, you will find that, not, that out that not once did God ever fail you. He has never failed me once since I've been a Christian. There has always been spiritual warfare and through it all, our God was right there with you. He has never forsaken you. Think of it this way. If... if if the enemy's harassing you, that means that something good is right around the corner or he wouldn't care. You know. <laughs> okay. Jude 3. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching myself happy. Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of, common, of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there were certain men crept in unawares who were before of old, ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And then he goes on to false teachers. Ephesians 6, 13. We should all know this one by heart. And if you put on your armor of God, you should all be able to quote this by heart. You know that little healing book? I'm not even going to ask how many read it. You should, you know, if you've been reading it, you should be able to quote it without looking at it. Right, honey? Couples, right before you go to bed, read your healing scriptures together. Ephesians 6, speak them over your kids. 13. Okay. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore that you are able to withstand in the evil day. Church, this is the evil day. I'm just, I'm, I want you to know this. It's the evil day. Stand therefore having your loins skirt about with truth. First thing. Having your loins, your loins skirt about with truth, having the word, having on the press plate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That is so important that you live in peace. Shalom, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. Your house should be a, a place of refuge and peace. It should. There sh it should just be peaceful. Right now, I have two white boys that are listening to David Ingalls. And they're, we left them peaceful. Amen, dear? And taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the dar fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Glory to God. And this is our prayer, Pastor and I. And for us, that utterance may be given unto us, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador I'm not in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Glory to God. Having done all to stand, stand. Well, it hurts. I'm tired. Having done all to stand, stand. Amen. You better know what the Bible says and get it settled in your heart and mind. There is a war going on around you, spiritual darkness trying to defeat you, and God's light leading you to victory. God's light, the word, will always lead you to victory. He will always lead you to victory. Think of the children of Israel. They always had light, even though they marched around for 40 years, they're, this this always 
their shoes didn't wear out, their clothes didn't wear out. That's amazing to me. And they always had food. God, God is an awesome, amazing God. When you think, I mean, us ladies, that I used to love shoes. But can you imagine wearing the same old shoes that I'm never wearing now? Praise God, that's a miracle. Okay. <laughs> Lisa's going, no, I can't imagine it. You know, you better... <laughs> we are fast approaching the day when the overwhelming number of so-called Christians in America are going to have no understanding of Christian commitment. Christian commitment. What is Christian commitment? You know, we'll commit ourselves to other things and other places and other whatever, but Christian commitment is to get there and hear the word of God and be committed to God and his house. The glory of the glory is in his house. I don't want to get on that right now, but the the darker it gets out there, the lighter it's going to get in here. All these places of refuge, I'm going to just put it bluntly. The world's places of refuge or sanctuary cities or sanctuary states, they want to let all the murderers and whatever in. God's place of refuge is to bring his children together and all the lost that want to come in and bless them. You can see right now the two sides that have formed up already. Pray for our dear president. Bless his heart. You know, he is doing everything he can to get this country back in order. Yeah, there's things he says and does. He is not a politician. He's a businessman that is, is our president that wants to make America great again. When you look at him, pray that what God put him there for will be done. Amen? And he's a believer. But he's a new believer. Lord, how would you like to have all that coming against you? We need to pray for him. I mean, just having one thing come against you is one thing. But all this other crud, I got to give it to him. Most people would say, ah, brother, the heck with it. But he knows what, what he was put there for was to bring forth healing to this land. Praise the Lord. We are fast approaching the day. We're in, we're in it. The le there will be less emphasis on preaching and teaching of the word of God. And there will be more programs for social values and tolerant understanding of each, all, each other. In 2 Timothy 3.13, it says, Evil men and seducers shall grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And that is the truth. Matthew 24.35, I'm winding it down now. So you can all jump up and say hello. We're almost out. 
I was going to say praise the Lord, but I said, just say hello to one another. You guys need, we need each other. You don't know what it was like. I was like, please, 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 God send some, one of them to come and visit. Your dear sister, when she came, wanted to, um, it's, I want to cry, wanted to rub my feet. And that's humiliating, I will tell you. Michelle. Matthew 24, 35. What a blessing. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So the word will be in heaven. The more you know here, the more you're going to be able to, to talk to people up there. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you come back, I do not want to have one person to have authority over, you know, he's going to put you over, give you authority over cities or whatever you've learned here on this earth. Did I do 2 Timothy 3, 4? Or 4, 3 and 4? No, I didn't. No, because the time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and whole teaching. And this is the itching ears one. We all need to listen to this. You want me to stop now? I'll stop. You've got to remember, I haven't taught for a while. For the time will come that they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure affliction, do the work of the evangelist, making full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good faith. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Praise the Lord. I'm going to give you the rest of the scriptures. Matthew 24:35. Hebrews 10.32. I want to go to Hebrews 10.37 if we can. Thank God. For yet in a little while, and be that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, and if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe the saving of the soul. Thank God. 
we can't draw back. You know, tell God, I will not draw back. If you feel yourself being pulled back, call out and say, help me, God, and speak forth the scriptures that you got today. Revelation 22, 7, 22, 12, 22, 20. The time is near. Our redemption draweth nigh. Confidence in Galatians 6, 9. And let's turn to that. That'll be our last scriptures. I'll tell you, I just went through one of the biggest battles I've ever gone through. And it was a fight. And I had to fight it. Nobody else could fight it for me. It was me and God. And it was tempting to say, I fought a good fight. I finished my course, but I could never get, I finished my course out. The Lord wouldn't let me. But I'm here to tell you the things that I learned through that in the Word of God, getting in the Word, reading the Word, studying the Word. I don't think I would have seen or heard had I not been in that battle. I want you to hear this. The Lord had told me to start getting rest, and I didn't. So... I got rest, all right. Does anybody have Galatians 6, 9? It was not from him, but boy, I learned so much. It was like being in school again. I've got it. 6, 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season... And I believe that we're in due season. Say that with me. I'm in due season. In due season. We shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. You are the household of faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, I love these people. I love these members of Shekinah Glory. And I saw, as you showed me, how much you love each one of us. And I thank you, Father God, that this year is the year. As we lead into this year, this year is the year where there will be presented before us, each one of us, the opportunities to succeed in ways we could have never imagined. But we must hold fast, hold on to our confidence. We cannot cast away our confidence. 
we must hang on to what we know. And as we open up the word, allow you to teach us everything that we need daily to complete the work that you've, be that you've begun in us where this is a year of extreme growth in you. For those that will, that for those that will commit and say, I'm here, Lord, use me. And take this word that has been given today and stand on it and move forward. No matter what circumstances look like, you're God. And as we follow you and you're leading, we are going to see breakthroughs in not only ourselves, but our families, jobs, children, everything that pertains to us. And God, my prayer for this congregation is they are going to know when, when something is not you and they are going to walk away from it. I plead the blood of Jesus over each one, over each family, over each person, and I loosen ministering angels round and about them. For the angel of the Lord encampeth around and about them. And I thank you, Father God, that no weapon form against them shall prosper. And any tongue that rises against them in judgment shall be shown to be in the wrong. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that this week will be a blessing to each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for letting me go over. Oh, we need to take the receive the offering. <laughs>